0: A uh, Mart. bog beef Fredo, still got it never lost it yeah the, 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 the good old boys uh <laughs> 8, 8, 8 p.m <laughs> we got acd nine DC, minutes yeah. after the hour <laughs> yeah uh we give away bumper stickers over by the uh Ford chrysler dealership <laughs> how you guys doing today great yeah uh people brought up my truck um
1: I got I got a gun rack for it. <laughs> That's a good accessory, man. Do you have one of the pistol do you have like a uh what do they call it like a dashboard? You know what I'm talking about the I uh, got the names escaping me right now for your pistol like they'll actually have a holster that attaches like at the, to the bottom of your dashboard. I've
0: seen that now. no, it's and like um the gun rack is a the funny thing about the gun rack is that so we may have talked about this before, but the a gun rack is made for basically what you would call poaching, but what we call in the South spotlight.
2: I mean, some people. No, I don't. I don't think that's fair. Yes, <laughs> I mean, obviously, spotlighting is poaching, but just if you want to transport your rifle around, a gun rack's a good idea. You don't want it like, and for you, unless you have like a super cab. You're going to either have to put it either there in the bed of the truck or in the seat beside you, and none of those are good options. Remember another guy that got just got killed not too long ago because his dog stepped on a gun, and like the either in the back seat of his car or the, the the back of his king cab, and the gun shot him and killed him.
1: Yeah, I did see that. By the way, spotlighting is not just the South. We had that where I grew up. In <laughs> fact, on on like my, the property that my childhood home was on a couple times at night you would see the lights and you'd hear the shots go (laughs) off people chasing a deer in there yeah
2: i mean you shouldn't do that and like, however like where i live in the valley like there's just so many so many damn deer because they come off they come off the drive and like they're just they're everywhere like
1: yeah my dad never got upset about it other than it would sometimes get our dogs all riled up you know Yeah, I I,
2: i wonder i i actually if i knew he was talking about i looked this up like is the is the reason that it's that illegal is probably safety rather than like st- like poaching like it's, what? It's, uh, no
0: D- dude i mean so uh th- this is not what the game board would say about spotlight uh I'm, spotlighting is i mean so i don't have a problem with it either but i mean it's wrong in like 10 different ways right
2: well, yeah you're
0: you're blinding them with
2: the lights they're not at night whatever but like but what what's functionally the difference between spotlighting and you throw on a pair of like you throw like a thermal scope on your gun and you go
0: shoot them in the, in the dark. what's functionally the difference it, there it ain't your property it's uh it's yes. at, it's at night um well yeah I that's mean, like a safe they, these are
2: both safety problems yeah you're shooting from the road <laughs> it's also not not a
0: yeah. yeah but i mean by the way i mean you can put your you can put your gun uh behind the seat i got a standard cab you put the guns behind the seat or in the toolbox or something like that but i mean uh the like the really the, ne- the yeah, need from connecticut or something yeah sure yeah but i mean the need to because like uh the need to grab your gun like right away i mean it's for spotlighting, spotlight uh, which by the way i mean um the even more hardcore version of this uh the international harvester trucks. Uh, they're like, because they're them. It's like, that's not even they're they when they sold those trucks, they weren't even worried about the, the first concern. Isn't the, the highway it's like literally in the woods or on a farm. And so, uh, you know, those trucks, they looked like they were made like 40 years before the, when they were, but, uh, the gun rack on those was like literally like on the dash. Like in a, yeah
1: it, it was like where the air the passenger airbag would be in a modern car they had a gun rack there <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it, like literally you could just uh it like it just uh, all the way across the front dash like it was like the most accessible thing in the world because uh you know the idea is you're out there on the farm on your property but um <clears throat> yeah there's a car show coming up think about entering the truck in but uh let's see yeah but anyways the gun rack thing it, the gun rack this is might be uh, uh the um I don't know, I'm getting a lot of mileage out of this this uh this political theory of what's stopping you from doing this. And that was one of those <laughs> things that was like, well, I mean, so, you know, we all remember we all remember in uh everyone knows, everyone's heard this uh in the good old days, uh people always bring up in their high school, I think cuz that um uh that at their high school all the trucks would be parked outside and they would have gun racks in the back. Which, by the way, I don't know if I remember right, but like when I look them up, gun racks are either plastic or metal. But I swear I remember gun
1: racks uh being made of wood.
0: There were one I, I racks, 100
1: percent yeah. remember wood ones growing up. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think but like the wood ones, I don't think you bought those. I think you just yeah. saw, you you made them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh so yeah, but that was it was one of those cases that this is this is how I roll now. It's like Okay, what's stopping me from doing this, like legally or you know, uh, capability wise? It's like, well, I, you know, I haven't seen a gun rack on a truck in twenty five years, but do they still make them? Yep, they sure do. So, boom, gun rack is in the truck, good to go.
2: I do remember in high school, there were a lot of guys who had their gun racks in their trucks, and they leave their guns in the in the car in the parking lot. And I mean, even then, that was kind of. Kind of a risky move to leave your gun unattended, because it it gets stolen or whatever. It's a different, it's a different world. But in a, a, mm, uh, someone called someone someone uh, called us out on the Patreon comments about how like you know I'll always throw in like you know the '90s were a high point, one of the high points in like in 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 recent American history, right? Because like people had money. The, the the you know the, the the crime the the crime wave ended and it was a pretty good time so it was like yeah I actually know the 90s sucked and like if, if you're an older person that's probably true but for people our age that was like the last time things were functional right yeah I mean it wasn't a crazy idea to to leave stuff in your car in high school and, and when when I went to school it wasn't what crazy
1: we, what we used to do in high school with if if the girls would like sometimes think they were cool, they'd have like a car with a sunroof. Remember when those were popular? Yeah. And uh, sometimes they would leave them open if it was nice outside. <laughs> we would we would hop in the sunroof and then put the car in neutral, and one guy would steer, and the rest of the guys would push the car and like park it on the next block. So when she came out of class, she would freak out thinking somebody stole her car. Extremely based. <laughs> yeah
0: i mean so okay here's the deal with the uh the decade thing so i agree that it's it's bad to basically wallow in nostalgia like yeah there's a there's a basic point that goes on where where people were uh obviously a lot of people these days are uh you know like wow things aren't good right now as they were in the past however of course you can you know the obvious comeback to that is like well you know uh your, your grandparents lived through the fucking depression. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, butch up. It's, it's not really, uh, that's, that's not a good way to go about things. However, you get into some kind of like, uh, I don't even know if people do this bit anymore, but there used to be this thing where it was like all cultures are, are all cultures are beautiful, man. Everything is, everything is the same. Nothing is like, uh, You remember we used to get in these arguments where, and this is where, uh, I saw someone on Twitter brought up my calorie index for music because I got Uh. this, this argument about the, the, I got in this debate and the debate was this thing where it was like, well, you know, uh, uh, who's a, who's like a, a, a shitty rapper. All of them.
1: All of them. Yeah, yeah but think of something
0: that's like just really pop music. Uh, just something that's really punchy. Did someone
1: just come? like come out of
2: left field and because like, you know, last week right after we ended this episode, I was like, we need. I, I want to do this take, and and someone else just like, it, are we that t- plugged into the zeitgeist? Is that what's going on here?
0: I don't know, maybe. But uh, okay, let's just um, uh, Missy Elliott. Okay, let's say Missy. Uh, so um, a oh, Puff Daddy. How about because he's uh, he was very popular and stuff, so mm. the argument was like this thing where uh, people used to really do this. I don't know if this is like we're past that stage, but people would go, uh, someone said Nelly. Well, you can't say Nelly because he did that song with Tim McGraw, and uh, he did a video where with the uh, with Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> stuff in there. So I gotta, right. I gotta, I gotta stay off that brother, uh, if he's gonna respect. Uh, smoke you in the back, but
2: before you go, listen to me you know, to what you said about like the you know, your our grandparents slipped through the depression, yeah. However, like, okay, my grandparents were born in the late 20s, like the first, like the first, like you know, we'll say 16, 17, 18 years of their life, they were rough, the rest of their life. Was fucking great, and and, <laughs> and if, if if you know when I'm dead, if you went back and calculated, like like for me it was the exact opposite. Like the 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 first eight, like the first un- until from I was born to like 2000. and People say 2001 because like 911 happened and all that shit, but really it was probably Katrina that things like re- like was really the last time that things were were what I would consider awesome, right? I think things were pretty good until then, like that was when the gas prices went up. We had some unemployment. A couple years later, uh, we had like a what was probably a depression that they lied. They said it was like a great recession. Like and this, and this is like things haven't been super great economically, pretty much ever since then. I'm not saying individually people aren't doing well, but just like as a whole, things have been going pretty badly. If you if you calculate all this shit, I'm guessing they had better like more golden years than we're gonna get. So their argument really doesn't work. I Ever continue?
0: Yeah. Well, see, this is legit, right? So y- what you're talking about is like, let's say you're broke in, uh, <clears throat> let's say you're broke like in the 40s in Los Angeles. Like, okay, maybe you can't swing anything, but like, still, you are looking around at like, uh, just like the, essentially the frontier economically, and uh, like. I mean, you you've seen the the flyover shots of Southern California where there's like mm-hmm. they can't stick another house in there. All that stuff is true. Like, but this is like the the actual the 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 doomer thing is true. Like, th- things are fucked up uniquely now. However, like you can't think like that. It's a bad way to think. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. There, but there's one uh, aspect to this that you guys haven't touched on yet, and that was like getting drafted to like fight in some pretty horrible shit right which Mm -hmm. we have which we didn't have to deal with because like when I was a kid it's funny now I would look back at the 90s the way you just talked about Merrick but like when I was a kid I was like man because I would watch like these James Bond movies and I'd be like man why couldn't I be this age in like 1965 but what snapped me out of that was like oh shit I'd be going to die in the jungle right like in uh, in Vietnam or something like that so similar thing like imagine having to go fight in World War one Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, (laughs) that's rough stuff, man. I don't care how golden, you know, your last 40 or 50 years were like, if that, I don't know. I don't know if I'd take that trade off.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, you ever seen how, like I was reading about my, uh, most direct ancestor getting, uh, what you would call drafted for the civil war. You know, you didn't like, you know, get a letter and they have like a day at high school about this. Like. No some some bitch comes up in your town with like a weapons and horses and is like all right y'all yeah, you rednecks are you rednecks are coming with us uh but yeah exactly like so first off like uh straight like uh i mean i don't know how to say it. like i'm especially social especially social media um uh people like me had no shot at doing at, at 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 uh getting our ideas out there before before social media for uh the internet there's a white guy like me i had pretty damn good test scores however there's no way like the only way to be anybody back then with ideas and shit was to get to a badass college right i mean yeah but th- yeah that's like when
2: i would focus on though
0: well but just well, say, i'm look, just look saying at- like uh i like uh the internet is good for people like us It like. Yes, absolutely. Well,
2: yes, we're we're using it right now to do stuff, but that's not what I'm what I'm talking about. Because, like, look, my grandparent grandparents and uh shit worked on the worked on the railroad and made good made good enough money to get to buy a house, two cars, all that stuff. You know, you could have a single you could have a single income family and not have a great job and you're not a you're not a podcaster. You didn't go to college. Whatever. Like that to me is a sign of you. You got prosperity. It has you know actually trickled down to everybody, which is what happened in like the in the in the fifties and early sixties especially, and it happened kind of in the nineties. Except it was different because basically they they looted the they looted the like the or, like the, the labor system, and for for a minute we were riding high off of that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we, you, you, we we tore
2: out the copper pipes, and we had enough money to have fun for you know uh, twelve years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, how's this? How's this fit into rap? Oh yeah. So uh, you, you remember that debate I got into? And this was like they used like uh, progressives. Like they have like, um, they're they're like most pro- progressives have like a uh, um, like a uh, one of the reasons why they're so powerful is that they like you just don't believe how much money that goes into essentially like education for their ideas even for just their hardcore believers and stuff. So I mean mm-hmm. like uh the jo- like th- the John Oliver show like uh John Oliver like keeps basically like every progressive up on like the latest arguments. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, his influence is huge by the way w- w- worth mentioning again his wife works in psychological operations for the federal government <laughs> and his wife, who he married to be able to stay in the United States, he was going to be deported actually. Uh, he, like his work visa was ending or something like that, but neither here <laughs> nor there. I just mentioned this anytime anyone brings up his effectiveness.
2: Yeah. He's like a firmware update for progressives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but so like, that's just
0: that, but you know, going to high school, going to college, uh, they're just getting it like nonstop and so uh i mean you know they're, they're pretty hip to this stuff and so you know if you, if you just like if you could grab a random progressive and you like and you're like hey uh well uh trans women aren't women they're gonna like how many times did we like like we got into stuff that like right wingers hadn't even like really dug into yet and they were like on it like well no actually no the study says blah, 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 you know what yeah. I mean like they had like all this sh- like like all these people are just you know they have all this shit and one of the things they used to do is the everything's exactly the same there's n- we can never we can't judge the judging thing i think that's gone because of uh yes trump but they used to be this thing that's like um
2: well no that was like uh, <laughs> that was useful in a previous era when there was still like some pushback against their religion, it's like you have to you have to let people say what they believe and do and act however they want, and that was fine when you're not in charge. But now that they are in charge, that vanished immediately because it's all about progress pro- pro- progressing their religion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that changed too that that uh, effectual that sort of made that change necessary is the way we do imperialism changed too like imperialism now is very much based around their religion right like the mm-hmm. implicit justification in a lot of the things we do is like oh we have to invade this country because they're so backwards and we have to make sure that gay people can get married there girls can go to school uh russia is i think i've heard multiple times almost explicitly evil because it's orthodox christian you know what i mean like things yeah. things like that yeah
0: yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, I don't want to go get back on the um, uh, who's the African dictator I always talk about? Mugabe. Mugabe. <clears throat> During that mode, like the American, like, uh, the way we would do things, like, was like, uh, instead of talking about like progressive ideas and stuff worldwide, we would just be like, the most important thing is the most people voting. That's all we care about when we uh do imperialism, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna, uh, you know, bend your ass over and make it so every single person votes in a free and fair election. So, uh, Gaddafi was, like, I mean, not Gaddafi, but, uh, Mugabe. Mugabe was like, it sound very similar. Uh, Mugabe was like, okay, so all you care about is like max votes. Okay, so like mm-hmm. he had commercials, like he had radio, com- he had commercials that were just like, uh, we'll kill you if you don't vote for him. <laughs> I mean, like, he was like okay so you just want votes like that's that's like the like the only metric okay let's do this uh and he like he told people you know we'll 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 fuck you up if you don't vote for us and he made good on his promise just that's a that's a good quality for a politician uh he bulldozed their houses and shit uh anyways um (laughs) he killed him and stuff too but um
2: I'm sorry. I'm laughing. We we we're, we still haven't got to the rap part. Not uh, him bulldozing houses and killing people. Yeah.
0: I'm against that. So back then, this was like the well, everything is beautiful. So like if if Zimbabwe wants to vote in like a right wing dictator or a communist or whatever, it's all be everything's beautiful. You can never judge. You can never ever judge. Uh, and so they would have to do this bit where, uh, you know, they would have to basically claim, and we got into this. You remember this? Mm-hmm. This is where the calorie index came from. This was because uh, someone uh, <laughs> said to me that like Puff Daddy is is equivalent in value to Beethoven, and, right? To Beethoven. <laughs> and like I I mean I don't know like um that is that's just so unbelievably stupid. If you like, if you have any idea how much wealth was poured into, to create these orchestras and stuff like that. I mean, it's just unimaginable. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, like anyways, if anyone still believe that, uh, just go watch every interview with project Pat on, um, uh, whatever that, uh, who's that guy who interviews the rappers, Vlad, Vlad TV, like, uh, <laughs> project Pat's like, uh, I just wanted money, so like I would just uh, or, like he he'll, he'll just tell you like how many how few calories actually yes. goes into rap music.
2: Okay, yeah. So the, this is funny that this came up because uh, for for the intro to tonight, I played Freddie Scott, got what I need, and the and that song is probably now more famous because a guy named is Biz Bismarcky right? What's his name? Yeah. He he sampled it for the the hit song uh, "Just a Friend," which, admittedly, like it, it, people like that song because like it's a song about being in uh, in cell. <laughs> it's like the song. It's a song about getting friend zoned. Like guy, like, oh, I can't. You know, I can't. Women don't uh, appreciate me. I, I can't get a date. She's out with another guy. There was, there were, that's not really a big genre in rap music where it wasn't. It was like him and the, it was the guy who Wished He Was Taller who was that? Wish He Was a Baller. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That song. There were like three rap songs that Whoa. were like that. Yeah, there you go. Every other rap song is basically about how you're a badass who has sex with every woman in, in Compton and you sell drugs and kill people. Uh, my, my point to playing that was. And I don't want to pick on Bismarcky because, like, obviously he loved Freddie Scott. It, to, to just, just like to sample that song in 1989 when he did it, like you can just go on YouTube like I did tonight and download Freddie scottmp 3 to play it to your friends online. Like you had to go, you had to jump through some hoops. Like he loved this music too. Like you listen to that song, and if you're listening listening later on Patreon or whatever, just go on YouTube and you know Freddie Scott got what I need. Just listen to that song. It's it's a beautiful song. And like he put he put effort into making the song. The hardest part of writing a song is writing the music. It's not the it's not the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the idea that there was an art form and I guess this is this is kind of an outdated rant because this is not the dominant kind of music anymore, but it was for a minute. There was a period of time where like the most like the most popular music was I take somebody else's music and then I not even sing, I talk o- over that music. And it was treated like it was like a, an amazing art form. That's not. That's the uh, equivalent.
0: The worst fucking one is Puff Daddy's uh, I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that guy... It, yeah. Like, and, uh, people are like, wow, I love this song. It's like, yeah, you like the police. Because, like, I mean, um, they don't, like, you know, at least the Bismarck, he, thing, uh, at least he's talking through like at least half of it. The... <laughs> The buff guy, I'll be missing you. They just let it rock. They there's just let the beat play. Yeah, they just <laughs> let's just listen to 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 uh, Sting do his thing. There is an there's as much distance
2: between Biz Marquee and Freddie Scott as between what we're doing and like a, a chorus doing a Gregorian chant. You know, like there's there, there's a big difference between these two things.
0: This is why I this is why I had to the only like the only way to objectively do this. And it doesn't mean that it's that it's like uh, that it's correct, but sometimes you have to have measurements, even if measurements don't really paint the full picture. You just have to go with calories like who would survive. Like, I remember um, remember Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes. So um, I didn't listen to a lot of their music. I know Biggie Small's most popular song was with them. And uh, they had this gimmick that like they like it was three guys and they would like rap in like, uh, harmony. Ar- yeah. On pitch. Like they're like, uh, they have to, you know, they have to hit the notes and stuff. Yeah.
2: Harmonizing is not, is not an easy thing to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like you're now you're like, you're mixing it with like an actual music, which is like, uh, you know, acapella stuff. Now, of course the music industry fixed all this shit with auto tune because now like, okay. All right. You want to, uh, you want to, you want to play the game by hitting the notes. Well, uh, you know, we'll fuck you. We, we, now we just got a computer that'll make you hit the notes. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is a side thing, but I've, I've been watching lots of interviews with, uh, musicians lately, guitarists and stuff like that, because, uh, I don't know if you know, but like, <clears throat> so what's, what's very interesting is you started, I started to notice something. When I was watching all these things. I, I especially, I like country music. And so I'm watching all these interviews with these country musicians, not like, George Strait, but like the guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. And what you would what you'd find out is like first off, like the the majority of the people that like that like uh I don't know if you say the majority, but like a huge amount compared to other styles of music of these uh of country music, uh like the guitarists and stuff like that, they got into it because there's a, a larger demand from the public. For, for country especially live music uh compared to other genres and especially compared to what these like what there is in the like uh in terms of musicians so if you go to like one of, if you go to like the berkeley school of music you'll find very few people are interested in creating country music but what happens is they all want to make jazz and shit and or, or, or i I'm just I, this is a people of a certain particular age people who played with the you know the merle haggards and 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 stuff like that and you would find be like, all these guys and they'd be like um yeah i want, I want to play jazz and then like uh, i couldn't pay my bills someone gave me a phone call it was like well uh if you want to be able to pay your rent come to nashville and uh you know play what we tell you to and you'll have a job
1: do you know what's very similar to that a lot of people uh are su- are surprised like to some extent, at, like the demographics in Orlando. And the reason for that is because Disney world does that with failed actors, right? So you go to some fancy acting school and you know, you, I don't know, you spend God knows how many years in New York city trying to get on. I don't know anything about that world, obviously trying to get on Broadway or whatever. And then you get someone comes along and tells you, Oh, you want to study paycheck where you get paid every single week. You can come do the stage show at, I don't know, the Mermaid. I don't don't know anything about Disney World. You know what I mean? The Mermaid Kingdom or something. And you just, you go on and you do the same show, you know, seven nights a week or five nights a week or whatever. Uh, You sing the same songs and uh, you get like a 401k and a paycheck and health insurance and all that stuff.
2: I don't want to, I don't want to dox so i'd be very careful about this it's, it's i don't know a lot about the music industry although I, I had i had an uh an uncle who was like he produced some music in, for in country music right not not like you know big time but he did get nominated for a grammy but whatever the funny thing is like you you might be one day producing an album for I don't know. We'll say Alabama. And the next time you might be producing an album for the Indigo Girls, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. You
2: know, you know what I'm saying? Like eh.
0: Especially producer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, I mean you gotta be a real that's like a real um you really know your way around the business if you're a producer. That's a uh you know living in the the studio or whatever well
2: my point was yeah but it it, it, i always assumed that like producer in music was like producer in film and television it's not apparently like I, i guess maybe there are people who just get like their name slapped on something as a producer right like if you're if you're famous enough you can probably just get your name thrown on there I don't
1: like, know. I don't know nothing about showbiz, but my understanding is that's an executive producer. That's what that means. It means gotcha. you didn't actually do anything. Did not actually yeah. do anything? So a, know, producer, I, a
0: producer, producer in mu- a producer for an album, is like a movie director. So an album, like like an albums, aren't like live music. There's so many ways that albums are just totally like, uh, you know, a guitar part on an album will have like four different people playing all over over top of it. Uh, like, uh, and you know, you, this exact same band with a different, with a different producer is a totally different album. You can tell like, uh, you know, like all, all, uh, butch Vig did all, all the big, um, uh, grunge, grunge albums and stuff like that. Uh, producer music is a, is a, especially for, I mean, if you're producing albums, you're like, you're, you're a huge part of music. Sometimes uh, like when you're dealing with, with pop stars and stuff. Like you're the, you're the, basically the primary musician in terms of like picking what's going to be on there. Hey, you're going to write on, you're going to write on this. I like this song. This is going to be the single, all this shit. I will,
2: I will say before we go on, you know, the calories thing isn't a perfect metric because like, you know, there are some people who they spend uh, 700 hours uh, building this a replica of the starship enterprise in minecraft and it's like that takes a lot of calories and i mean that's probably that's better than than other things you could do but not by a lot right and and the the problem with with the rap music isn't that it doesn't take a lot of calories like the whole point of rap i think when it was became like popular was that you could just any, anybody could just get out on the street and you could just rap with your friends it was like you know, it was like play, It was you know like uh, playing basketball, or like playing soccer in the street or whatever. Right? You don't need much to do it. But the thing is, why? When you reach a point where that is one of the most celebrated types of music in in your in your country, your culture, whatever, what does that say? Like you're you, you It's not. I don't like. The, it's not that I don't like that rap exists. It's that why was rap so popular why does like why is you know why is kanye one of the most famous musicians in 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 america or or maybe he was before the incident it doesn't it really
0: it's it's strange okay well i mean so i would say a big part of it is that music was uh like you could like half the people right now that are like gamers or even with women like they're they're you know makeup artists or stuff like that and i mean i'm talking like in your your hobby time they would have they would have played music uh you know 50 years ago it was just a much more popular pastime i would say that's part of it because i mean if you're if you're actually a musician at, at all i mean like at all like if you you know you play the record or whatever then that stuff's going to be a lot more boring uh but I mean, I don't know. Let's, uh, that's a, that's a big question, but, um, I don't know where we get lost there. I don't know. Just the the interesting thing about the country music. So especially for why, so like country music in particular has a huge demand. And like, I know this from, I worked in the, I worked in the nightclub industry for many years and, uh, I didn't, I, the one, like the job everybody wants is the music director. That's the guy that he decides who's going to be uh you know which artists are going to be playing and all this kind of stuff and you know he gets to talk to the artists and all this kind of stuff everybody likes to wants that job and i I hung out with this guy and you know what he said was um which by the way uh that guy made the same thing for different that that guy made more money than you want that you would want to know about uh basically playing uh, three you know four or five jimmy buffett songs in restaurants on the steel steel drum he was like one of the only steel drum guys in town and boomers with money like jimmy buffett and so they want and you can't have jimmy buffett without the steel drum you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes that's the big that's that's like a huge money anyways and he was <laughs> he was talking about he was like uh you know Lots of rock, like he would, he'd be, he'd be having lots of rock bands come. And first off, like this is all cover, cover stuff. Most bands, uh, don't play original music. No one wants to hear you playing original music, you know, unless you're like, uh, you know, cold player or something. But, uh, live music and bars and stuff, people want to hear, uh, you know, they want to hear Randy Travis and, and, uh, you know, George Jones and all this stuff. Uh, and he was like well we just have lots and lots of rock bands that come through and by the way these guys in these cover bands are just incredible musicians i mean they're really really good uh but he was like there's just we they just have a huge demand for country and i saw this watching these interviews and stuff looking even at these studio guys and stuff it's like most people in country music didn't end up there because they wanted to it's like I don't know. It's like a weird kind of class thing that like more people want country than actually play country. That's, that's not true in rock music. You know what I'm saying? You don't, well, I mean, maybe not anymore, but do you
2: think that's always been true? If it was like 1981, would that be true?
0: No, no, but like it's all rock music's kind of dead. Right. I mean, no, no. I mean like, uh, no, like still today, there are more people interested in playing heavy metal like the ratio of people interested in playing heavy metal versus like that want to listen to it live. You know, that's a very small group, especially because, Oh, they,
2: okay. I you got you. Well, there was, <laughs> there was a problem, a similar problem like that with podcasting at one point, right? When everybody was popping out a new podcast, it was like <laughs> everybody wanted to
0: make one and fewer people were listening. Mm-hmm. Well, like every bar in this country, like every big bar, In this country, would like to have a country band there on Saturday night, but there's just not enough around. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's not like that for anything else.
2: Country was always one of the harder popular genres to play because there were instruments that weren't. I mean, I'm not trying to. Well, yeah, I am trying to demean. I'm demeaning other art forms, right? But you could three guys can can put out like a, a, a. you know, a rock song. It's not. It's, it's not. Not everybody's good enough to do that, boy. You don't have to really be good. Three guys can put out a punk punk song easily. One guy can can rap. You're gonna probably. You're gonna need. You're gonna need four to five guys at minimum for
0: for for, a, for country and like probably more. You you really you have to have five. I think you have to have five at least. That's Even if you least.
2: don't have steel guitar, you're i mean if you don't steal guitar you're uh if you're going to play in texas you gotta have a fiddle in the band how many people know how to play the fiddle
0: right yeah. you, you you're you gonna have to have something like that but by the way if you don't have a steel guitar you're gonna need at least like uh i mean you just you really want five you really want five at least but um yeah yeah i don't know it's it, i don't know it's it's an interesting thing let's we'll go with that um oh yeah the other thing that i mean so I mean, the other thing that people don't realize is that you have to be able to shred to to play country music. Country music is not like, a, a, uh, 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 I mean, all these musicians were, I mean, like, and it's not like it's, you know, in rock music, there's like, uh, you know, there's guys like, you know, the Rolling Stones and stuff. Everyone knows he's not like an amazing guitar player and stuff. If you look at like all the hit country artists, like all the hit country bands and stuff of like the seventies and shit. Like every group had a guy that could like shred, like just disgusting. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like you know, if you ever seen anyone uh, you know, it's like uh, play the banjo and stuff. Like you can compare this to blues guitar, whatever. Like uh, it's it's like there's a high amount of technical skill in country music too, which people don't really think about.
2: That is that is absolutely true. I I've been, I was told this many times when I was younger, but you know, like, uh, there's a bias issue there. I won't go. I won't go any further. But I never told you this, but I'll, I'll tell everybody on on the air. My uncle played on a guitar on a George Jones album. Holy shit! I, even play, I don't think he played lead, but he played guitar on a George Jones album. There's
0: enough of those. I don't think that's going to dox me right. <laughs> if
2: you want to go sort through every single George Jones oh, album yeah. ever George, made,
0: jo- George Jones is recording something. You know, every day.
2: <laughs> George Jones is still
0: recording something in his, in his vault. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that, but um, I mean, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um,
2: we want to get started with the uh, with some stories because we got we got a couple and we got one somebody requests us to talk about.
0: Yeah, let's go. Traffic and weather. Come to the top of the hour. about hit the button. You fucking eight forty eight.
1: Yeah.
0: Vox News. <laughs> Georgia
2: Governor Brian Kemp deals a blow to Atlanta's wealthiest suburb, Buckheads, push for city status as he warns he could cause, quote, default of municipal bonds and asks if students could still go to school in Atlanta. Because <laughs> I bet you that's what really worries the people of Buckhead, that they might not be able, allowed to send their kids
0: to Atlanta city schools.
2: Uh, Can Georgia- you
0: get that? Oh, my. Sydney Sweeney's boobies are on the side of that. Holy wow
2: yeah. all
0: right a uh, little, little distracted
2: <laughs> i apologize no it's just not it's not going away <laughs> Riff.
0: It, that's all right uh so i think okay so this is this is a juicy one yeah and okay so i will say first off i'm not equipped to answer this i don't know if the right actually has people that are super equipped. So here's the, okay, there's a problem with this, right? Well,
2: what, what the go, like here's, here's, here's the backstory. If you're not familiar with the story and I'm not super familiar with it either, but there's part of the city, Buckhead, though a wealthier, it's wider part of the city. They want to leave Atlanta and not be part of the Atlanta municipal area anymore and be their own and be their own city. They want to separate from Atlanta for understandable reasons. The governor said, uh, "The governor, I think, earlier in the week or maybe it was last week, said, you know, uh, 'Yeah, I'm not sure this is legal by state law.' And also, if you do this, then we're gonna have a problem. They're gonna have a problem paying back their their municipal bonds because you just took, you know, a third of the tax base away, and there could be a problem with city school jurisdictions." Republic, he's, by the way, he's a, he's a Republican governor, and this is a move that Republicans in Buckhead want in, in the Buckhead neighborhoods. They want They want to do this. They want to leave Atlanta. But the governor said, basically, you shouldn't do that, and it's probably illegal, and I'm not going to help you.
1: Well, I mean, Kemp's notorious for this kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, Yeah, I mean, he, during 2020, basically said that Georgia elections were perfect, and uh, – One of the tinfoil hat theories on that tinfoil in quotes is that the reason why, like, like the state level Republicans did well, but the national Republicans got killed is basically because they had an arrangement, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I I heard talk of that, too. I don't know. Probably. But one thing, if you're if you were a Democrat, why would you want to get rid of Kemp? Like you're just going to get you're going to get somebody who you like even less. If you, if you did manage to get rid of them. But here, here's into the brass tacks. Uh, there's a nice little infographic here. I'll read it off. The population of Atlanta, it's about 500,000. Proposed Buckhead City, 90,000. Uh, 90, Total assets and real estate value, Atlanta as a whole, 34.7. Buckhead is 14 uh, thir- uh, billion. Buckhead City is 14 billion of that. So it's not quite half of the real estate value. Racial breakdown: Atlanta as a whole, 50% black, 38% white, the rest assorted. Buckhead City, 74% white, 11% black, the rest assorted. Median income: 60 grand in Atlanta, Buckhead City 140,000. Actually, Atlanta's median income would drop $7,000 if Buckhead left. So, the people who live here, they're wealthier, they're whiter. They do not want to be part of the Atlanta metropolitan area any longer. Why are the Republicans, well, not the Republican? Why is the governor trying to cockblock them from doing this? And I think the answer is simple. and he kind of gave it away, he said, "Well, who's going to pay back the city bonds? Like that's your that's if if you live in Buckhead, I'm here's bad news for you, and you probably already realized this anyway. Your designated job is pay pig." for the city of Atlanta and that's like that's just what you're going to be forever uh, Kemp's not going to help you Republican leaders in the state aren't going to help you like that, that's just pretty much you, you're assigned a lot is to be a uh, you know a, a tax farm for people who despise
0: you and in some cases literally want to kill you yeah <clears throat> okay so this is uh, super interesting this is the kind of like uh <clears throat> not directly political stuff in terms of the things that people are normally plugged into a lot of people will tell you it's dangerous to mess with this kind of thing. Uh, you know, like the, uh, the Idaho movement or, uh, this, um, and, uh, he, okay, here's the, here's the deal. And I, I noticed, okay, so I'm assuming that anything Trump says like right now is like going to be like really base stuff, right? Cause it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for him to talk about partying rappers or or compromising or his son-in-law, like, right now. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. For the most part, although he found it necessary to do the log cabin Republican thing a few, it was a couple months ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just who he is, though. I mean, that's just, he's not going to change that. He is a... You know, he, he he's really lib about that stuff and whatever. People get mad if you say that, but it's true. He always has been. He's a cosmopolitan guy. He's not, you know, he's not Mike Pence.
0: Well, you know, his, his, uh, mentor was gay, uh, that, that mob lawyer guy. Um, but anyways, um, uh, so one of the things that he's been saying is that he'd like, he wants to see more cities built. Oh, uh, that's yeah, okay. The- okay, so here's here's the deal with cities and Republicans. I don't know if they have a way to <clears throat> circle the wagons on this. Oh my god, uh, you, you, I got I got to turn my face if I'm going to keep my train of thought. Uh, uh, here, uh, so uh, all right. So how how is he going to keep this keep uh, <laughs> keep this going? Uh, no, that's not what okay, I meant. Hear, di- to- hear the dial tone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So like the, the problem with, the, okay, so here's the issue with this. Uh, when you have a city, uh, and cities are important. So cities are where like, uh, you know, uh, the, the ports are and people build things and they pour the, uh, uh, the, and I'm not really sure <laughs> why exactly it's necessary to, but like, you know, the, uh, bo- like beer bottling is done regionally and they do that in the cities i don't know but anyways they do that so all Hmm. all this industry and money is in the cities right so uh
2: bottling plant out here
0: well i mean i I think like budweiser and coke and stuff generally does that in the cities of wherever they do that
2: what's closer to where they're sending them that's that's probably why
0: yeah but uh anyways so that okay so they're important however like um what's happened to and, and so cities aren't Would not are not necessarily bad for the Republican Party, like in theory, because Jacksonville exists. All right. So, what happens is what's happening in this story. So, and you know, if there was someone that there was like a king guy that could sort of orchestrate, have every all the decisions made for in the Republican Party, you could kind of make decisions on this because how does the decision work for the right? The right should look at this story or any story like this. So, let's say. Uh, a bit. Let's say this same story happened in Jacksonville. Well, that would be bad for the right because the right controls Jacksonville, and so uh, you, that would that'd be bad. In this in this story, Buckhead in and this is like a microcosm of how politics are going to play out over the next ten to twenty years. Because ordinary politics, I mean, I think that the the at the federal level, the Democrats kind of have cockblocked that with, uh, mail-in voting. Yes.
2: You would like stopped. What? Like any, 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 any cock,
0: uh, you have to be more specific. Cockblock. What? So it doesn't Democracy. seem like, <laughs> well, it like, so the, the so people aren't just going to stop trying to survive and trying to win politically. However, your strategies change when the ground changes. So with mail-in voting, like the strategies that were that we that were pursued in say the 2010s 2020s right, aren't, right. aren't going to be viable anymore uh i mean in my opinion i don't think i think people are wasting their time like it's like the i just brought up trump but you know the way that this would work would either be would not be is sitting in the presence see because i don't think that it's possible anytime soon um <laughs> the way to get there so and i'm not saying that's like it's over it's over but you're like the way that you move changes now you have you always you got to go to where you can move what do you got so you got but you you have pieces you you lost the the possibility of that piece but how are you got other pieces you got a the supreme court you got b you got really rock solid like unbelievable um unbelievable Regional power, like, and that it's that, like, in the voters the, and the the people in these regions are getting like really far, getting really ready for for radical action. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and the you know
2: whenever this has been kind of swirling around the the you know the take industry, the I guess the right wing take industry for a while. You know, the concept of nat- of, of national divorce is funny because actually the Daily Mail article... I was looking at the Daily Mail article for this Atlanta story. But, like, one of the related articles was about the greater Idaho movement. And the Daily Mail was talking about the greater Idaho movement. And, you know, they were showing all the counties that have, have voted to join Idaho from Oregon. And, and there were I saw people arguing about this, like... Uh, well, you know, they're not going to do it for this reason or that reason, and and their philosophical issues. But there's not. It's it's none of that. It's just right now they have power over the, those counties and the people in those counties. and They're not going to give that up ever. They're not going to. They're not going to allow all those people to leave. They're not going to do it. And and this is the same same deal with Buckhead. Right now, they you're you're somebody they can squeeze for money. They don't want they, they they don't want to allow you to leave. The problem here is like when we're talking about greater Idaho, Congress has to sign off on that and they're not going to, you know, whatever. You might be able to remedy that one way or the other. But there's no reason for the Republican governor of Georgia to do this. Like what he's basically saying is we're not going to allow you to do the only thing you possibly can do under these circumstances, which is say, I want I want to I'm seating him and doing my own thing because you're fucking everything up. I know that you've nailed down the current method, like the current ruling method, and I can't really stop you from doing that. But I want to be i i am I'm, I'm, i want to get out and do my own thing. The—the the take that swirls around is like that. This is either a—it's not possible, so it's a bad idea. I think that's horseshit. Not because I, I think it necessarily is possible, but like if you think that, like like the you know devolution. Uh, secession from from states or like just increased federalism is not possible. Then you shouldn't be talking about like right wing politics at all because nothing is possible. Like if you can't even do that, if you can't even say like just leave me alone, then there's no more issue. So just stop talking about it. And B, the next thing that comes out of their mouth is always you ha- like what you have to do is you have to do you have to make sure that you win federal elections and you can you know. You've got to figure out a way to take over San Francisco and New York City and, and blah blah blah, like which is uh, that's obviously way more impossible than
0: making arrangements so that you know eat, you like need, you need a Manchurian candidate at that point if that's the if that's your your path you know you, like you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, not even because you 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 know you had
2: you had a guy who got elected on a platform of I, I think we should have fewer people immigrate to this country and like they fucking destroyed them in front of the entire world you know <laughs> through legal through legal means and illegal so you know and, and, and i'm not going to rehash this but like those people are, are fucking lying because I've never seen one a person who said like that. You're doing the wrong thing. This is a stupid idea. You need to have a plan to take over the to take over the entire country. Who didn't live in like a blue city? But like, because what they're saying what they're saying when they say that they're saying what Brian Kemp is 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 saying to you that no, you're not allowed to do this. You have to be part of be part of this crap. Forever, because you, you're exi- you make this function. Just think about it, if you're like a right wing dissident in San Francisco. If, if like people like who lived where we live could just opt out and, and get away from this, they'd be fucked. Think about what. Think about how, like what California would be like if it was completely unmoored from the rest of the United States. Like well, it would turn into it would turn like to the Canada or the UK overnight. It's so like that's what. They, like in in a way you we're not pay pigs because we, we're the, our part of the country isn't rich enough, but we're like vote pigs. We, we have to be there to counterbalance uh, like all the people around them. And it's, I mean, that's not even working anymore. So that in itself is a
0: stupid idea, but that's where this comes from. But by the way, so cities are, are not inherently bad. If uh, the city yeah, includes are. the suburbs, I mean, like in, in terms of political math,
2: uh, I mean, those things, cities are bad in essence. Right. And everybody's known this forever. Yeah. I don't think we even need to go over that anymore. Nobody wants to live in those places at any point in time. They want to go to them and have fun and make money and stuff, and then they want to get the fuck out. And like that's been true since, 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 since cities were. There might have been a time like back when there were roving hordes of like sea people who would just like murder you and and, and enslave your family if you lived outside the walls of the city when being in a city was actually better than the alternative. Like that hasn't been true for a very
0: long time. Okay. All right. Um, Nobody wants to work in the sewer system, right? Sure. That's not a good job to have. However, you have to have a, a working sewer system and uh you like cities are going to exist and uh like if you look at how the roman aristocrats would deal with cities uh they would they would not have their primary residence in the city they would consider the city disgusting however you had to you know you had it it was like the sewer system you have to if it stops up you got to do you have to do something you have to keep your eye on it and like here's an example jacksonville is a city they have tall buildings jacksonville is never going to cause any of us problems right yeah and the leadership of jacksonville is going to be right wing by the way like this includes uh, paradoxically a lot of these canadian cities canadians like the only place a right winger can get elected in canada is mayor of toronto why because it includes the suburbs now you know, like if you now, if you take, like, if you look at this story, so, you know, this is like, this, this is a case by case basis of like how things are made up right now. So if Atlanta wasn't already cut, like, so in this story right now, Atlanta's leadership is very, very woke. They, they have, uh, they do that thing where they, they, by the way, they, they're divested from ice. When, if, if the federal agents that ice calls them, you know what they do? They pick up the phone, they tell them, fuck you, don't call back. Uh, by the way, that, th- This practice has gone on for, for a very long time, and uh, it's been accepted. So I don't understand why it's, this is all, where, all that's really being discussed is Republicans doing the same thing. Yes?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's the difference between being in charge and not being in charge. If you're in charge, you can do that.
1: You yeah, tell I mean that, what the fuck exactly. Off. When you're not in charge, it's a threat to democracy. When you are in charge, it's preserving democracy.
2: Well, it's another another story from from Atlanta. We don't need to. There's nothing really to cover here. Like there were, there was a music festival near Atlanta, and uh, dozens. May, it might have been over a hundred people. Kind of all got together and said, "Hey, let's go destroy this." Atlanta. I think it was called, it was like a, some kind of training facility they were building. They said, let's just go destroy that because we're, you know, we're progressive people. We don't like the police. Let's just go bust that up. And like, they have like a, a infrared, uh, infrared video, like this just giant, they called it a column of people because it does look like, some, like something out of Syria, right? People just went in and just started setting shit on fire and throwing rocks at the cops. And they arrested, I think, was it 20, or 20 years, twenty twenty three 20, 23 of them and one of them was is an employee of the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center who's now charged with domestic terrorism the thing is does anybody in the world expect these guys to go to jail i don't i'm not saying it's impossible but like it's more probable that not only will they not go to jail like they'll end up getting a settlement from the city of atlanta that's what happened with with some uh, some previous protesters like the ones you got kettled in dc or whatever or maybe it's new york city they just got like a 16 grand per person payout when you're on the side of power you can you can say fuck you i'm not cooperating with ice i don't like this i'm going to go burn your stuff down and nobody's going to stop me i'm going to surround the white house and threaten the life of the president of the united states and nobody cares but if you're on the wrong side of this you know you're you're going to be in jail with the guy who wore the bison hat and that's just how this
0: works. Yeah, so it's like, but, yeah, uh, they're trying
2: to do the same thing, but it doesn't matter because they don't have the power.
0: That's not, yeah, but that's not true. I mean, so first off, like you can I mean, only, it's not true. It, first off, you can only push where you can push. Right. And so one of the nice things about doing stuff like this. So, uh, if you push towards winning a specific, like winning the presidential election, um, well that like on the day of the election, that's Evaporates. you lost next next okay so people like the uh people like the idaho movement the actual like the actual like getting the paper signed for the idaho movement does not have to be like the only way this works yes the the only organ like and there's no real specific like uh there's there's no it's it's not like the election thing so you have you can build and you can do stuff like that. So Yes,
2: I'm not saying I'm not saying this is a bad idea and they shouldn't bother. I mean, but I'm just saying this is like yeah, what they're trying to do it does follow the same logic as these other things, but it that, you know, that doesn't matter.
0: If you have strength in in your in, in your patronage networks like uh our governor in Florida, he has already done the same phone call that the Atlanta mayor mm-hmm. made to ICE. He told he told the um uh, the 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 DC uh police department, don't come here. I don't I don't I don't respect you. I you, you are I, I, yeah. I don't respect you as a legitimate part of the government. It's so by
1: the, on that note, by the way, he I just it, I didn't put it uh, in our notes because I, it didn't cut our deadline. But he said today that if uh, <clears throat> you guys heard uh, Novak Djokovic is going to be banned from the U.S. Open for not being vaccinated, he can't enter yeah, the country
2: in my. Own- <clears throat>
1: Desantis said that if uh, he takes a boat to Florida, he'll let him in.
2: I was thinking about that earlier today. Like if if you can if you can do that, if you can just say, "Well, I mean, you you can you can do anything," but I wonder if. if that would be a great idea. Djokovic probably doesn't want to do it. But like from from the perspective of the Sanders, that would be a great idea if he came in by boat and you know the Florida State Police escorted him there. And I, I dare you, Ice, to come do something about this or whoever. Come come do something about this, Joe Biden. Come stop this guy from playing tennis. What you know,
1: tournament? What tournament is it?
2: Is, is Miami just, Open or U.S. Open? Whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's the. I don't. It's a big tennis tournament. I forget which one but it's a big deal. And he keeps the issue he has is like, he's the best tennis player in the world. He can play anywhere in the world, pretty much except the United States. Cause the United States is one of the last countries that has a vaccination requirement for foreigners to enter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and The other thing is if you're, if you're a professional athlete, especially of his caliber, you don't have a long time. I mean, you really you like in some, like I know, uh, tennis you have a little bit more time in some sports you really have four years That if you're the best you can be the best i mean he i think he would be tempted to do it just because he doesn't have all the time in the world um
2: Uh, yeah but he for one thing he doesn't have much to prove now he's the best pretty much everybody even i know that and i don't know jack shit about tennis like this is just he's the best you know if if Somebody if one of the weird degenerates who in the federal government today decided I want to make an example out of him, and like they arrested him at the u s open and threw his ass in federal prison to to go on trial, you don't want to do that if you're him. It's probably better off to just just stay home and do whatever you know whatever Slavic guys like to do for fun when they play tennis i don't know
1: hey, 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 hey. well, I don't play tennis so <laughs> I
0: uh I love tennis. He's um, West Slav though, right?
1: Yeah, he's uh I think he's from Croatia. Cousin, cousin. I have a. But that's uh, right in between the two, though. That's like right in between Italy and Russia. That's right across the Adriatic <laughs> from Italy. So he's like he's like the perfect uh, blend there. Yeah. I
0: have a I have a tennis racket signed by Bobby Bowden because <laughs> uh I was playing tennis one day and I saw Bobby Bowden i had on a miami hurricane shirt at the time <laughs> and uh why do you have to sign the shirt uh, i don't know I, when i was walking you know he bobby bowden had like minders you know what i mean like he had like right he had like uh you know i, I don't know if the highway patrolman was with him that always was with him but there, he had like he had guys and i walked up to him and i was like you think you think bobby be pissed that i got the shirt on <laughs> he said no uh but yeah so I still had that. It's, it's it would Bobby.
2: be really funny to have a Bobby Baldwin hurricane shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, tennis is tennis is a fun game. It's just man, it's a uh, shred your 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 knees. Um,
2: I got I play I I I, I didn't consensually play tennis, but I I played tennis because somebody else wanted to play tennis, and I got hit right in the eyeball with a tennis ball, and that was one of the most painful sports experiences I've ever had. It was like way worse than getting like horse collar tackled or anything like that. Just like that fuzzy ass tennis ball hitting you right directly in the eyeball. Mm. I couldn't I couldn't see see out of that eye like properly for like a day and a half. Mm. I have
1: never once hit a tennis ball.
2: That's so that's so funny because like demographically, you should be the one here who knows a lot about (laughs) tennis.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's. I know a little bit only because uh, my sister played in high school, like for the like high school team. And, uh, but basically nothing. I've never. I don't think I've ever held a tennis racket.
0: No, well, it's mm-hmm. it's it's funny. The Fredo is is the uh, the the blue collar aristocrat. Like, have you <laughs> you have you ever played uh, lacrosse or rowing or anything like that?
1: No, those didn't even exist like where <laughs> I went to. I didn't know what lacrosse was until I think I was like 25 years old. How Somebody, many rounds of golf have you ever played? Uh, I've only ever been to a driving range. I've never actually played golf oh, on a that's golf course.
2: So, that is like so, that's so perfect because, yeah, a lot of guys have been to the driving. That's the most fun part of – well, I don't know. I've never done either, but to me that would be the most fun part of golf is smacking the ball as hard as you can.
0: Steve Saylor had a, he has a good thing about <laughs> how – like. Uh, how freakishly good American presidents are at golf. He's like, really, except for Jimmy Carter, every president has been like, not just good, but like really good for, for, uh, like, uh, you know, a a hobbyist.
2: I bet you FDR wasn't very good. You think so? He's in a wheelchair.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, was he
2: always in a wheelchair? Uh, for, for most of his adult life, I think. He, he, he definitely And even before police. he
1: was in the chair, he was like hobbling around and stuff. I think he would oh, have had yeah. a tough time. He had polio, time.
0: didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He would okay. have had a tough time with that back twerking around a golf ball. All right. I got you.
0: They They hid it from people that he was in a wheelchair, right? Yeah, that was a that was a negative back in those days.
2: They made him special things so he could stand up, so he could pretend like he wasn't crippled.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll have to read something because someone wrote in something this week along the same lines. So this is a, this is a listener uh you know who you are he he wrote a letter to his congressman uh saying that he did not want him to uh support uh, speaker mccarthy and this is what he said and so he showed me the letter he got back from his congressman and um he says i voted so good
2: I'm sorry. I just laughed because Carl Shaden had a, a great comment. He said, "I'm sure Eleanor was good. It was a good golfer. If you get my drift."
0: <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Continue. Uh, so he gets this. He gets this. This uh, email back, and it says, "Like, um, uh, I voted for Kevin McCarthy on all on all 15 ballots because his leadership helped achieve the new House Republican majority under his leadership. House Republicans, blah blah blah." So this is what the listener says. I asked for a reply to my email on why he on why he needs to oppose McCarthy two months ago. This isn't a form email because it directly responds to what I said. This is what I got back. I was expecting a response that was insulting to my intelligence, but getting Arsler shit like this is just is perfect. I don't have any objection to how effed up DC is and McCarthy is perfect to run it. So shut up, voter. Uh I just wanted to send you this. To enforce the point, of the federal government is gone, and there's no saving it. Uh,
2: the, uh, the The letter he got said that they he he supported him on every ballot because of his good leadership, right?
0: Yeah. The
2: guy didn't call didn't call him didn't call him that. Okay, just making sure. Uh,
1: yeah, that I mean that would have been uh, noteworthy to say. I
2: would, have, I, I would have kind of respected him. He's like, shut up,
1: idiot. <laughs> Mind your no, damn business. I, I, I think uh, it's even better the way Bogby phrased it. Shut up, voter. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so and here we go. So and he, he posts statistics from his congressional district, which are like insanely re- Republican. It says also this district has never voted as red as it has this past election, ever. There is a massive, there is a, this is a massive industrial area. We have, we have Mayor Pete butt plug city in this district. Everyone here saw real time their lives get dramatically better with Trump. He made so many inroads with the with these hardworking men. Why do these people not get this? We have to get more industry in this country. It's truly the only thing that can save us.
2: They don't care. They don't they don't care. It's just like, you know, I <laughs> the governor the governor of Georgia doesn't care. He cares more about getting along with the people, like, you know, going to dinner parties with people who would disown him. If he actually did the job that the people elected him want to do, he cares about the chamber of commerce and you know, that's what stuff. He doesn't care about you. That's just what it comes down to. And like, I don't, I don't want to say that in the, in the tip, like the, there's a there's a, there's a smart way, and a dumb way to understand this. And the dumb way is like, that's why you got to get out there and you got to vote for somebody who really cares. No, like this is a the reality. These people, they, they are more afraid of, their political enemies not liking them than they are of pissing you off. They're just, they just are. And I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the, the typical answer is that means you just got to punish them at the, at the ballot box, but you can't really. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It not matter how, <laughs> how, how right wing, unless, unless you're like one of the few people who've got some kind of, well, I guess I was going to say Marjorie Taylor Greene, but shit, she supported McCarthy too. So like, yeah, there's no, there's nothing. You're just, this is just how it is. And
0: she's a she's a special case because she she basically had that deal to get her job get her job. Yeah, out,
2: I guess so. Lauren Bobert. You if you if if Lauren Bobert is your representative, then m- you know maybe you've got somebody who's gonna who's not gonna read the memo and who's gonna go off course because that's what she has to do. That's just the the, the fact of the matter. This is like this is why there are all these weird uh, esoteric political ideas on the right. It's like, you know, one of, like, uh, Lord Yarvin, as you say, one of his OG moves was to say the Republican Party should just literally disband. They should just stop even pretending like they're trying to, to, to run. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you should just not have a federal, like a federal-level Republican Party anymore. And like, that that's that's dumb, but I get what he's saying because like, what you're doing now is, are in some ways worse than just admitting that you have no power. So like, th- you know, for that listener, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like what what can you do at that point? That guy
0: To be clear, uh like any Yarvin plan, I would be I would prefer to the current state, just because like in that in that idea, you would have like a plan being executed. Like everyone's on the You're this making player. moves. Yeah. And so, you know, sure, like honestly, any sort of any plan that was like uh, it didn't even really matter if the specifics were right or wrong. It's like, well, if we're all doing the plan. This, 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 this is like the triangle offense thing we talked about before. The, the, the triangle offense is a fake thing. The, the, the whole point of the triangle offense is you're passing the ball. Um, I,
2: mean, I, I, had this, I had this on the thing, but I don't really want to talk about it as a separate thing, so I'll just kind of tie it into this. You know, Tucker's been talking in the last few, like, a, I guess, last few episodes. This,
0: this button, button. All right, hit the button. Go for it.
2: They lied to us all, end quote. Tucker exposes January 6th fraud and kangaroo court cover-up. That's uh, an in- interesting headline. Uh, on Monday night, Fox News' Tucker Carlson dropped unseen footage from January 6th Capitol protest, which revealed that the entire Democrat narrative underpinning the event was a complete lie. And it goes on to say, surveillance cameras showed Capitol Police like escorting the bison head guy around and trying to open doors for them. And nobody was scared. Nobody was worried. We, 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 if you're listening to this, you knew this already. It's, but I don't think normies necessarily did. And even if you knew it, seeing the evidence in video is is by itself something different. Uh, Fredo, I want to, Hey, by the way, by mm the way,
0: last two mayors of Atlanta have both been Igbo.
2: Uh, Fred, I wanted to get your legal analysis here. If if you know, I know have we're you, always
0: sorry. Have you heard uh, Second City bureaucrat's theory on this? No. Uh, he claims that uh, they all they all have the R one B mitochondria or whatever.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true though, isn't it? Like, isn't that literally yeah, true? Yeah. yeah. No comment. Uh, I wanted to <laughs> pick leg. Uh, like a Fredo's legal mind here. Could this, could these, this video evidence get people new trials who were convicted?
1: It's, it's, this is a really unsatisfying answer. It's hard for me to say, because it depends on what they were convicted of. You know what I mean? And what the specific facts that led to their conviction were. So if there's, if there's evidence on the video that contradicts, like there's a direct contradiction in the, you know, factual findings made by the jury, then yes, for sure. Uh, but that isn't going to necessarily be the case for everyone. So the the answer is possibly, but I just don't know.
2: Yeah. Oh, one of the highlighted things here, uh, the January 6th, this is a quote from Mr. Carlson, the January 6th committee knew perfectly well that officer Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know this because they saw this tape. We can be sure because the footage contains an electronic bookmark that is still archived in the capital computer system. End quote. So, like, here's the thing: like, even if you, this would be grounds to get people new trials. They're not going to because the people who make that decision, the judges, are you know, they're they're Im- Im- vassals of this empire that put these people in jail. What th- difference this could make? I guess a. There are a lot of normies who. Lean right-wing Republican, whatever, who I I really genuinely don't think know what happened on January six, and you know this is the most popular cable, popular news guy in the country, so that they're going to see this. B, let's say by some miracle you do win, the, you do have a person who wins the 2024 presidential election who's not worthless. If that happens. That person has now has grounds that I'm just I'm I am just going to pardon everybody who's convicted who's still in prison, and and the people who were are out of prison I'm going to have the, I'm going to pardon them for these those crimes, wipe their record clean, and this is the reasoning I'm going to use because they hid footage and they lied about what happened. You might think, well, you could do that anyway. And that's true. You could just come in and say, I like these guys, so I'm pardoning them. But it's always better to have an excuse. And this is a good excuse. This is a good excuse to just say I'm letting I'm letting the bison guy out of jail. Uh, there's also some stuff in here about Ray Epps, and they called him in another lie that he that his testimony was fake. This guy's like, is 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 it legally sanctionable to accuse somebody of being an FBI informant? No, you can say
0: whatever you want. Uh, this guy's a fucking fed informant. Uh, if you're this if you. Uh, old white guy that's, they have like 10,000 clips of him saying, Hey everybody, we need to go in the building, go in the building.
2: Yeah. If you're, if you're a Republican and you have federal power again, you control, you know, you're ostensibly the head of the department of justice because you're the president of the United States, you better go after this guy. You better go after everybody like him. You better you better make them pay for everything that they did. And I don't just mean like because you're not going to make Nancy Pelosi pay. You're not going to. I guess maybe you could get you could run AOC out because she took a, a bribe or whatever. But you can you can you can put Ray Epps away forever. You can lock his ass up in. Your... I don't know. It's not old capital anymore, but whatever. And throw away the key. It's yeah, really- you can
1: also, by the way, use this. I mean, if you were if you were really like uh, motivated, mm-hmm. I mean, you could use this to, you know, as your cover to clean house for like at the FBI. You then know you go- what I mean? Like if you really sort of want to get rid of people, you go in there and you say, hey, you go to the American people and you say, hey, we have no choice but to do this based on these horrific allegations. And then you show pictures of grandmas sitting in prison You know, and you line up the video of her just like help helplessly wandering around the halls, you know what I mean? You could really do some damage doing that.
0: Bingo. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, that is the um, this is where the Machiavellian stuff is good, Uh, because not only are you being a little bit Machiavellian, you're also making things better for your people. And uh, like this is literally what you should do is take Epps. Make him like a uh, who's the guy that drove the car into the people on Charlottesville?
2: Yeah, I know you told him. I don't remember his name. James
0: Woods. You yeah. make this guy James Woods. You paint the entire department with the brush and you use that to restructure it Stalin style. Boom.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, and and here you know, whenever the subject comes, here's the thing.
0: Even if Trump wins, by the way, you gotta get this guy on a on a on a. Uh, on a lie detector test <laughs> I think the
2: problem here is and everybody knows this is that if tr- even if Trump wins in 2024 which is a long which is a big if that's a long it's a long shot with the way they way they changed voting he's not going to do that he's not going to ruthlessly purge the people who destroyed him he's going to eat a big mac and watch tv and let his his you know son-in-law like run shit. That's what he's going to do. That's the problem. So, you know, you're you're kind of, it's kind of like when you say this is what the person who who's in charge of the federal government needs to do. You need to be ruthless, you need to throw this guy in, in the you need to put him in solitary and you need to put the fear of god into these people. You need to use whatever powers you have to just chip away at, at the bureaucracy even if it's not like th- if like this is not legal. So what? Then just fucking do it anyway. And you're, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get slapped on the wrist later on about it. You might have to hire people back, but it doesn't matter if you go after them. These these people, a lot of them are gonna fold because they've never in their lives ever really been on the receiving end of any of this shit. All they know is winning, oh, like, without even really trying. If you if you're if you're a, if you're today. A- and antifa protester or whatever, like like we said, like I said earlier in the show, there's a good chance you're going to get paid by the city for setting shit on fire. that' just that happens. It has happened repeatedly. You're not really worried about about consequences of anything. You throw these these Atlanta municipal uh, uh, protesters. You, they gave them domestic terrorist charges. Whatever. You make it a federal crime to fuck with statues. We've talked about this many times before in In the 2020, in 2020, when they did that, they stopped attacking the statues because they don't want to go to jail on a, on a federal, on a federal rap. They don't want to do that. So this is, this is what, I'm, I won't say this is all you have to do because it's a big ask, but if you want to be the leader of the right in America, you have to do that. And he ain't going to do it. And I don't know that there's anybody in the roster who will do it. And this is why going going all the way back to the original point. This is why people talk about national divorce and secession and, and you know federalism in the first place because we don't think there's anybody who's who could win who will do this. So you got to take care of your own parts of the your own parts of the country.
1: Holy
0: shit. Ho, ho. Uh so I just got a fact check come in right off Mm -hmm. the wire from claudius oh you think you're in trouble when there's people like twice twice our iq watching this uh uh number one fdr didn't get polio until uh well into adulthood after he'd already been the losing vp candidate in 1920 fdr uh fd roosevelt's powerful swing led him to (laughs) bet. Car- Harvard classmates he could <laughs> drive the ball more than 300 yards.
2: Son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> FDR insisted that he play golf on his honeymoon.
2: Yeah, if you married Eleanor Roosevelt you would too.
0: And as assistant secretary of the navy, he played golf every day including Sunday. All right. So Fair yeah, uh, it's literally fucking everybody but uh sorry, literally you- uh, F word to everybody except for, uh, Jimmy Carter.
2: You know, you're in trouble when you say something about history and a guy who goes by the name Claudius pops in to say, actually, whatever comes after that comma, it's just going to be you getting your ass whooped. That's just, that's just how it is. So, you know, Hey, I, 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 bow to the, I bow to the man.
0: Can you imagine 300 yards with a, uh, with a, uh, you know, a 1905 club?
1: Yeah, like they were driving with their woods were actually made of wood. You know, what I'm? like they weren't like the, <laughs> what they got today.
0: Yeah. I don't uh, want to
2: sound dumb, but I guess I already I already do because of the subject matter. But like, I they're not wood. They're, they're, the woods aren't wood anymore.
1: No, they're like all kinds of fancy lo- Polymers. like t- titanium and shit, I think.
0: No, yeah yeah by the way uh there's also giga chat so this was a prop this is called a prop bet in the gambling world so he bet them he could drive 300 yards they said no he said let's do it uh take a guess how he did it what what was the what was the bet uh that he could drive a ball uh drive a golf ball 300 yards
2: he put it in the golf cart and drove it
0: uh in the dead of winter roosevelt took his friends to a golf course where he skidded his drive off a frozen pond well over 300 yards <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, see, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, um, uh, sneaky, yeah, sch- sch- scheming shit that you'd expect from FDR. You got you got to give the man props.
0: Yeah, on brand.
2: All right, Meta Prime. Uh, before we go, Meta Prime here making the ultimate point—the one that 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 invalidates all the blackpilling about politics. "Quote: The normies can be made to care about anything." End quote. Yep. People, public opinion is created. It's not gathered. You can make people care about anything.
0: If you're, if you're a decent politician, if this, if this happened, um, if you look at, uh, all the, uh, things that look like January 6th that happened in the sixties, I mean, there would have been like, we wouldn't even be talking about this shit. People like. You know, think about all the people, all the people that were beaten and all this kind of shit for that. On well, there were people who trespassed into into, into the Capitol building
2: repeatedly over the years. They were all progressive, liberal, left wing, whatever protesters, and nothing ever really yeah, happened. I, I to mean, them. people on the right,
0: right. So, uh, I mean, I, I think in the, in this case, in terms of the the what people believe and stuff, I think we're in a better situation than ever because. Of the internet, basically.
2: I agree. Let's hit the two A roundup. We usually wait to the last minute. Let's 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 get some let's get some time in this time to do it.
0: Uh I can't find a button.
1: Your disease. And I'm the
2: cure. <laughs> <laughs> First one I assume was was, was that you or Fredo, the expert? Who put that on there?
1: Oh, those all three of those were mine.
2: Okay, why don't you why don't you introduce the first one then?
1: Yeah. So for the for those of you who are, uh, are, you know, maybe don't follow the Second Amendment jurisprudence as closely. There are basically lawsuits in effectively every blue state going on right now in the wake of the Supreme Court Bruin decision, because these states typically made it very hard to get a a carry permit. Bruin more or less said they had to knock it off and issue the permits, so they all passed, you know, Bruin response legislation that did a variety of things. The most common thing is they they made a permit to carry, you know, sort of worthless by, you know, declaring all kinds of things, non-carry zones, um, etc., also, in the wake of Bruin, like a lot of these states that have assault weapons bans, so-called assault weapons bans, I should say, are those assault weapons bans are being challenged because Bruin introduced this concept that, you know, if it, if it wasn't, if there's no history of the type of regulation in question, then uh, you know that type of regulation isn't valid under the Second Amendment. It has to be a you know a long-term history going back to that sort of founding era. So California,' several lawsuits going on. One is challenging the California assault weapons ban. Uh, as I understand it in California, you effectively cannot have an AR15 at least not. You can't have what you know one that's not very heavily modified anyway. Uh, so expert testimony has been been passing around uh, going back and forth. The state is what's very interesting about this is the state went out of its way to get a veteran uh, to be their expert, which is sort of interesting because typically this is and this is not a slight against veterans, but they're they're not typically experts in ballistics. Right. I mean, that's not they're not studying ballistics for the most part well I guess some are they do probably have a limited number of guys that do that sort of work you know but that's not what your just typical guy out in the field is doing on a regular basis mm, so, forensics guy yeah right like a forensics guy exactly so they went and got uh, a guy who I think is uh Tucker was his last name he's a colonel who had don't think at any of those qualifications. Who basically said in an affidavit that a two twenty three Remington round could separate, it could cut a man in half, and I'm not exaggerating. He, he did say that, that 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 could cut a man in half. Uh, he also mentioned decapitation. So you know, this the defense or the actually the plaintiffs in this case filed, you know, their expert sort of filed like a mocking kind of brief saying like you know. Yeah, I'm a ballistics expert, went through all his qualifications, you know, in ballistics and said that this just isn't true. You know, a 223 Remington can't do that. That's not something that can actually happen. You know, the short story is, as probably most listeners know, the projectile is just way too small. Um, the interesting part about this, and I think this might, I, I'm starting to wonder if this isn't a strategy they are going to take more strongly going forward, is... Uh, there was a rebuttal that the the state's expert filed, uh, you know, an affidavit that basically very clearly in there says, well, if you haven't been at war, you don't know anything about ballistics and you're not <laughs> you're not at all qualified to <laughs> to talk about this. And he goes on to tell a story that doesn't really prove his point. He says that he watched he wasn't even the one doing the shooting he was like he watched another soldier shoot a jihadi fr- in afghanistan from a rooftop and it was an in and out effectively the bullet passed through and uh due to the i guess the area where it passed through like it actually it, you know it it killed him and it it disembowelled him more or less which is not at all what his original uh affidavit that that doesn't line up with the claims that he obviously made. So at any rate, the reason I found this case interesting is I think that's actually, it's if you're going to make stupid claims about that, just aren't are factually false about what different, how dangerous different firearms are, which is something obviously that the anti-gun lobby does very frequently, right? Like they rely a lot on fear. This gun looks scary. Therefore it's more dangerous. We saw that recently in California, actually, with that guy that did a shooting with a Mac 10, of all things, probably, you know, by modern standards, it's just not even that effective of a weapon. Uh, But he, you know, it looks scary. Um, I wonder if they're not going to start doing this more often, just having their, you know, their people that testify to this stuff say, well, I'm a veteran, uh, so no one can challenge my you know opinion on this sort of thing cuz i don't think they'll have a difficult time particularly in the mo- this is not to say that most veterans would agree obviously with these opinions but i don't think they'll have a difficult time finding a few guys willing to do this stuff particularly in the modern military and the they do-
2: president of the united states did it he went on tv and said that 223 blows your or say 9 millimeter blows your lungs out of your body It was like it was something ridiculous like that. (laughs) Like basically, it's a fifty caliber. Yeah, they they just do this, and I mean, he's obviously a a, 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 like a a senile puppet or whatever. But like, at some some point in his life, I'm sure he, he, being a man that grew up in the time he did, he knows better than that. There are a lot of people who just don't. How many people have we talked to on our time podcasting Bog Beef that like? Said like they, I never even touched a gun. I don't know anything. It's like they, there are people who just don't know. If you tell them that 223 two, 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 will blow somebody's like, will decapitate them like a like a cannon, a Civil War cannonball, they'll believe you because that's just they don't know. They don't know that they couldn't tell an AR-15 from a laser rifle in Star Wars.
0: By the way, what? Uh, when the president was saying this, what gun did he tell you to buy instead? He said, oh, I love guns, but you should buy this other gun. Buy instead. a shotgun, which is like, funny enough, probably the only
2: uh, widely available to like regular people gun that could blow somebody's head off their, their shoulders. If you shot somebody in the in the neck with a shotgun slug, you could decapitate them with that.
1: Yeah. Like that's Yeah, which, which is funny because that's the one that they keep. I mean, obviously they're just doing it right now. They they would change if if they got so-called uh, assault rifles banned, like they would change their tune on shotguns in a second. But right now, the thing they're really leaning on hard is is this whole thing like, "Oh, well, you can just have a shotgun." Like I've seen this all over the place. Like, "Well, a shotgun's not a weapon of war. You can just have a shotgun." Which is just that's a total like convenience thing as we're going to see as something very similar to that sort of pivot in the third story out of three that we're going to talk about on this topic. To the, to my last point on this, by the way, was just that like to your Joe Biden point, that's why I think the veterans are effective. So, cause if you don't know anything about, like weapons and you hear Joe Biden say it, and then you hear someone else who's, let's say an expert in firearms say that that's ridiculous. Who knows to, as a normie whose opinion, you, you might just assume the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Which is not, but that might be what you assume. But if, uh, you know, if Mark Milley, who's this generated, uh, de- excuse me, decorated five-star general gets up there and says that uh, 223 is going to cut you, you know, right in half. I don't know. I mean, to a normie that doesn't know much, that may carry more weight. You know what I mean?
0: Well, <laughs> everything he does carries more this, weight. Yeah. This is like this is like getting an axe murderer to testify on wound care. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
1: yes, yeah.
0: By the way, in terms of the guns, like um, <clears throat> I'm talking about these guns that like weren't uh, very effective, but they had people up in arms. But the the coolest one, I think, everybody. Especially in the '80s, so, I mean, still to this day, everybody wanted the Tech Nine to be as as <laughs> deadly as it looks. Yes, it looks so badass, but it for my, it's a huge piece of shit. Like it, you, you it, it just constantly jams over and over again. Uh, there's even like all these open source projects of people trying to like make a Tech Nine that like actually works, just because it looks so fucking cool. Sorry, so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the, what, by the way, speaking of that, not to go too far down this topic, but I saw every once in a while I check in on the 3D printing guys just to see like what they're making. The they keep doing more and more stuff like that. I didn't think that they'd necessarily be able to do. They can 3D print shotguns now, uh, which I had not seen until very, very recently. Um, like just more patterns, designs. Like it that that's really really taken off.
2: We abo we abode Judas. Every time I say his name, it makes me laugh. It says I. I would presume most guns can't decapitate, and this is I'm, I. I. Uh, I am un, unlike the uh, esteemed uh, esteemed guy from the uh, State Witness. I'm not an expert on ballistics, however. I think the key here is like modern modern rounds are you know either jacketed or they're hollow point. They're designed to either expand. Well, they're designed to go right through stuff. You don't really – the in the past, like if we're talking like 19th century, early 20th century bullets – well, I actually, it's, it's illegal for a weapon of war to to like have an expanding tip. That's like straight up a war crime. If you shoot somebody with a hol- jacket at a hollow point in a war, you've committed a, a violation of the Geneva Convention. But anyway, the point is, in the past, when bullets were just through lead – they would have this massive expansion and tumble. And you could see people getting their arms and legs and their even you, if it was high enough caliber, the head blown off. That's why the shotgun is, like, ironically, one of the few that that could actually happen, because a, a shotgun slug, if you're not familiar with the concept, it's just a giant chunk of lead you shoot at the shotgun. It's one big piece of lead. And because of the way lead deforms when it hits something... I you I, I'm pretty sure you could decapitate someone with it if you if you if you like was a, quote unquote lucky shot. I, I don't know for sure, but if there was any any firearm that regular people own that could, it would be that. the 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 bigger point is the thing that scare normies about guns. Like this has always been kind of a joke, and actually, uh, Mister Harold would t- Paul Harrell talks about this a lot. That one of the reasons why AR-15s are they're cheap. They're plentiful. They're really great guns. That's one of the reasons why it's the most popular gun in America. However, they're black. They're polymer. They look like an M16. One of the reasons you might want a gun that's not that, that's functioning the same, like a Mini-14 does the same thing the AR-15 does. But most of them have like a wood grain stock. They look like an Elmer Fudd hunting rifle more than like a, a, a scary gun. And people who don't know a lot about guns, they get scared by shit like that. Is as crazy as that sounds.
1: You know, no, and, you're right. It's the same yeah. thing that goes back to like the scariest gun to a normie in my experience is a subgun. Which which <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they that that this like scares the shit out of people. Like even if it's just, I don't even mean it's a, a full auto submachine gun because they wouldn't know the difference by looking. I just I even mean just the semi auto versions.
2: It, yeah, it, it was kind of it was like we we. We, with the bump stock issue, we talked about this. If someone was, you know, 30 yards, 30, 50 yards away from you and they were trying to kill you, would you rather them use a stock AR-15 or an AR-15 with a bump stock? I want the bump stock guy shooting at me because he's probably not going to even hit me with it because it's not a very, as, as far as like the usefulness of the item to make it more deadly, it's not. It's not really that, that good, but it scares people so, they, or, or, you know, silencers are the, are the ultimate. Right? Versus suppressors is what really what they are. People think that, like, well, there's no reason for anybody to have a suppressor. No, there's a great reason for everybody to have a suppressor. It means you can shoot your gun without, like, without blowing out your eardrums or wearing or mm-hmm. wearing ear protection.
1: Yeah, to Merrick's point, for people that are listening that are less familiar and not aware, a suppressor is basically a safety mechanism, like, in that it preserve. like, if you had to use uh your gun in your home in an invasion situation i mean it's still going to be really goddamn loud but but you'll it would reduce the amount of hearing damage let's say that you you would suffer it what a suppressor does not do is what it does in movies where you can kill someone in total silence and nobody knows about (laughs) it
0: it does for a 22 yeah but that's it
1: fair Uh, enough
2: yeah. what it does is make your neighbors not annoyed when you when you decide to go out shooting and doesn't ruin your hearing and if like you said you had to shoot your gun in a self-defense situation you wouldn't go deaf what it doesn't do is make it easier for you to murder people I, in the history of the United States uh, how many people do you think have been murdered with a with a suppressed
0: gun um, <laughs> almost never well you know the no. point I mean, so all this stuff so it's important. So all this stuff is fun. It's important to keep our eyes on the ball, My eyes on their ball for at least our American listeners here is keep on, to keep our, our second amendment rights and the ones that we have left and one day get our rights back uh, for people around the world. I would say the same thing for you, by the way, you know, you can, you can get a shotgun in England and stuff like that. Um, okay. So uh, now all this stuff is hilarious. So, I mean, obviously I don't want to, quote him again, but let's go back to Steve Saylor. Whenever this stuff comes up, and by the way, also that piece of shit that wrote sorry, that piece of S that wrote that book about um one million Americans. What's his name?
1: Glacius. One, Glacius. one billion Americans. <laughs> one billion Americans you could be so lucky to only have a million.
2: <laughs> yeah, one million Americans is a very different plan than one billion. Yeah.
0: After the after the uh, the rape Thunderdome. Millions um, must die. <laughs> okay, so uh I mean so he'll he's he'll be straight up about this too, so the funny thing is of course that
2: <laughs> Matt Iglesias is lord humongous <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry the the fun- i mean so all this is is stupid, so obviously what kills people are pistols pistols uh people who actually kill people kill p- each other with pistols because they're you can stick them in your pants because you can't see them. Uh it's you can't just carry a rifle around. I mean you could in Los in, you could in Los Angeles in the in the yeah, 80s. people
2: get people get killed by a, a a revolver or I guess these days like a fucking high point that you shoot somebody with and then you throw them down into the storm drain and then you never think about them again. They don't get killed by AR15s or suppressors. Like that's what really kills people. That that's the the, the thing that drive that not drives that the, the weapon of choice of the people who actually commit murders in the United States,
0: the suppressor thing. That's also funny. So I don't know if you've seen this, but B and T I think they're Swiss, but, uh, they, they're, they're selling, uh, like a modern day. Well, rod again, they're, they're selling it like they claim, but it's not really that outrageous. So they're, they're claiming that like the, the, the primary person to buy it will be, um, uh, like farmers now it's a little, it's a little much for that. Uh, it, now it's a, you ever heard of a well rod? No, I don't know. So well, Rod was like, a, uh, was a little, uh, 32 ACP, like, uh, super, super, super silenced pistol in world war two. So this is like, literally like your, your solid snake You like an integral
2: in, silencer. It's not, it's not something
0: you screw on with baffles. It's probably part of the barrel itself. Right oh it's it's that it's got it's got wipes so it's shooting through slices of rubber and stuff which the new one has and stuff so like this is funny because like if you take like who actually gets killed with silence i mean so you know well rods like you sneak into uh you know the kremlin and you're gonna put a bullet in stalin or something this is what you use but this just has nothing to do with crime and all you have to do i mean like it's just so ridiculous to have these conversations when the democrats refuse to put people in prison for for killing people in the first place the other thing about this is that some of this is that i think they see ar15s as the white guy gun
2: they do they're and, like they're they're not when they say like weapons of war yeah that's the point like they know that if you have an ar15 you could you could cause a lot of trouble to 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 Fed boys which a lot of actually, trouble which is our
1: goddamn right. There's actually a second part of it that's not even that deep, and that's that. But it's but it's tied in in terms of it just being the white guy gun or whatever. They know that it is something that people they don't like enjoy. Yes, and that's they true get too. A, they get a kick out of just taking away something that people they don't like enjoy. I think it really is that simple a lot of the time.
2: Look, you you could see this this bullshit coming a mile away before, especially before Trump, because he you know they they got so crazy single minded about him. You would have these conversations with somebody who's like ostensibly a left wing radical communist whatever, and they would and they'd be talking about like they're for gun control, which is weird. And I would say, well, you because know, like. I think the is is all with all the things that changed uh, changed us over time politically or whatever. I think the one constant thing probably was we never ever liked gun control. So you have conversations with these people and like you're a fucking communist. Why would you be for gun control? Don't you want guns so you can like fight the government and the capitalists? And they're like, no, these weapons are only good to like they're not for self defense. They could you can only use them. To do an insurrection, but Which, like by the way, you like, should, yeah,
0: it's great for you, right? But that no, it's not. And they don't really think it, that way. Is it like first off, like uh, there's of course, um, Karl Marx literally said, like the he, there's a quote where he says like the most important thing is for the the common workers to keep their weapons. Like yeah. he, he's like literally talking about weapons to be we taken. Second off, the self defense, like well, defending your Private property is like this fucking opposite. Sorry, I'm I'm off with the words tonight, but uh, I don't know. This is all, but there's some there's good things about. So first off, um, gun control is like the abortion issue flipped for them. So like a lot of liberals feel like, well, I don't care what the con. Like so, a lot of Republicans will say like, I don't really care about like your. I mean, people in my family, literally like. They're killing babies. That's wrong. I don't really care about, like, you know, the, like, if you tell me you're going to lose points in the Congress and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how, like, most people in my family feel about abortion. Now, like, however, like, and so you could theoretically, like, and they're saying, like, I'll put this over, like, instant, like, what, if you put some, like, game in front of me where you lose politics because of this, they're like, I don't care. They're killing babies. That's, This obviously overrides this. Well, I mean, if you go to Democrats, there are a lot of Democrats, especially now, especially after that hog boy thing, there's all these lonely middle-aged women who are like... (laughs) They're the same way. They're like, I don't care what's in the Constitution. I don't care. Like, there's nothing you could tell me this is wrong, and I don't care how many elections we lose. Because, uh, I mean, the gun control is, is good for Republicans. Because people yes, I, like to keep the guns. I
2: I would say, uh, I agree. It's like an abortion issue, but I think you got it inverted. Which is that there are there are certain people on the right, and not just on the right. Because there's certain people who like this is a a, a red line for them. They are going to care about this no matter what, and they care about it more intensely than the opposition. And this is not this is kind of a rare thing when it comes to right versus left. Because most of the time it's like. The people on the left who are more intense about certain things than the right. This is, this is one you can say the people who really want who want to own guns and think this is an important right, they care about it like light years more than the, than the average gun control person, which is one of the reasons why it's good for Republicans because you, this is something that your base is crazy about. Abortion was the other one. However, with with abortion, I think that there was kind of a, a mirror thing where you had this core of people on each side who were crazy about it. I don't think there's that core on the left for gun control. I really don't. Like there are, like, you have people like Bloomberg who's who's putting a ton of money. In this you have the, the you know the the equivalent of the mad ladies. I just don't see them being anywhere near as is
0: passionate or numerous as the people who would. I do. Commit I mean, crimes if you try to take their guns from them. I do, and I think it's these people that are they're trying to game theory like their cities are yeah. a zoo right now with murder everywhere. And well, they can't they can't put criminals in jail. So this is the only move they have. And they're genuinely scared of being murdered by guns. There,
2: there's there's three things. There's what Freda said. This is like this is something that like AR fifteen or something that the people they hate like and guns are things they hate, they hate like, so they want to get rid of it. There's two the thing I said they don't like the idea that you, that, that one man could pick up a rifle and be able to, like, for one thing, defend, like, straight up defend himself. And we saw this in 2020. I won't repeat this because I've said it before. You can't be mobbed by a bunch of zombie weirdos. In your house or your car, or whatever. If you have a fucking AR-15, they can't do that. Those people, those people are not going to shamble up and and beat you in the street if you're armed. They can't do that. This is it becomes a different game. And then there's the other thing, the the Fed posty stuff. But it's true. The police, the police, the government has a different relationship to you if you have an AR-15 and if you don't. And I'm just we'll leave it at that. You know exactly what I mean. We don't need to go further. The third is what you said. These people, they're scared of guns because they live in places where there's a lot of gun crime. I I, I don't think that's as much of a consideration to them, honestly. I don't think that rates—
1: I I agree with you, Merrick, because I think as little as they know about guns, I think they do know that no one in their neighborhood is doing gun crime with an AR-15. Like they do know that much because even when they argue against the you know quote unquote assault weapons, they always use the school shootings, which typically actually don't happen uh the, the ones that get publicized I should say aren't the ones that are happening in their kind of city so I think I, I agree with you on that.
0: I don't know I mean so I, I think that there's a lot of these rich libs that are they're they're mm-hmm. mine they're doing this this math they're doing like well, I'm not gonna get shot over a dime bag of weed, but like I could be like in a mall or something or a college campus where, uh, yeah, some, some incel could bring an AR 15. You know what I'm saying?
2: Okay. There could, y- yes, I guess they could be really worried about that, but I, I, I don't think that weighs heavily on them at all. I, I think this is a, this is cynical. What they're doing is, uh, here's a, a weird analogy, but it's like, you're, you're 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 cohabitating with your girlfriend, and you tell her like, you know, we really need to do something about this collective problem we have in this house, where people are peeing on the toilet seat. This is really becoming an issue for for our for our for our, for our housing unit. And like, I'm not naming any names, but you, you know exactly who did. Well, you know, you, hopefully you know exactly who did that. It was you, it was your ass that did that. She's not doing it. They know that the AR-15 guys aren't the ones that's going to stick them up at the ATM. They know that. They just use it as an excuse to say, "Look how high violent crime is. Uh, why are these Republican-run states always having such high murder rates?" They know, like they know the answer to this question. It's purely cynical. It's it's, it's horseshit. Okay. The the mass shooter stuff. Yeah, you're, you've got a point there because, like the the media, like as our friend Matt Prime pointed out, the media, the media can convince them of anything. It, it, it you blast enough enough like mass shooting stuff, and like the funny thing is, mass shootings. If you go by the FBI, they're not done being done with AR 15s or Mac tens or anything. They're being doing being done with nine millimeter handguns. By the same people who are doing non-mass shootings. Like they're doing the vast majority of these of of these killings too. So it's it's all it's all cynical
0: bullshit. Okay, let's get to the important part here.
2: They so, want to disarm. They want yes. to disarm us. That's pure they they want to be able to do what they want to be able to treat us the way they treated the Australians in twenty twenty. That's what they want. That's that's their end goal. And they're not and you you can't make arguments with them like, well, like I stupidly tried to in the past, like well what aren't don't you don't like the government either right shouldn't don't you want your, you want guns to be able to do, they don't, they know they're never going to they're never going to be on the receiving end of any kind of violence or mistreatment from the people who are in charge now they know this that's their team so they're they they're just happy to take away our ability to defend ourselves from like their like their fed boys and their pets who can just go run wild whenever they designate a purge after every, before every presidential election.
0: Right. Which by the way, does not always include like, like, uh, this is the thing that's hard for people to understand. So like, um, the thing about the fed boys and stuff, like look at how much cow, like calories they spent to go get, uh, some, some like AR 15 receivers, which he had totally legally in, uh, in Waco. Uh, the thing, like, they had to bring in, like, all these super... The thing is, like, just having the gun makes it a lot more... It, it changes the situation. Now, let's let's go, like, yes, the re- actual important part of this thing, and the people, like, the, yeah, there's some psycho... Uh, there's some people sitting around scared, and they watch Law, and the new Law and Order says an incel, and AR-15 is going to kill you, and so that's what they care about. Now, the people that actually matter, the people that are smart and the progressives... They're thinking long-term and they know, uh, quote, uh, one of the great quotes of history. Some people ridicule us as about the uh, quote unquote, omnipotence of violence. Every communist must grasp the truth. Political power grows out (laughs) of the barrel of a gun. And that, that thing about the omnipotence of violence, like that's just like that Yes, it's, this is absolutely. So what does he mean there? What he means is like, so if you look at a modern, like especially a modern Western state, and you look at like people that are very powerful, you know, someone like, uh, like Bill Gates or any kind of person you want to do, like a, uh, like Foucault or Bill Gates or, or, uh, the president or something, these people are very far from removed from violence and they're doing all these things that they have all this power because of other things. However, like at the end of the day, Violence beats all of that. It always does and always will. This is why the state is literally the monopoly on violence. That, that, that's, that's what the state is. That's the people that, with the violence.
2: Let me just say a hypoth- like There's a hypothetical. Uh, it's like chat GPT. I'm writing a story. And it's a story. is this billionaire named Gabe Bills. He might have billions of dollars, but he ain't made out of Kevlar. So, yeah, you, you've you got a good... Like, th- like this is what I mean. The, the, the weapons of war stuff... They're not being cynical when they when they say I'm afraid of this. It's a weapon of war. They are afraid of it because it's a weapon of war. Because it can be used, it, it it can be used as a weapon of war. That's why they're afraid of it. Think about this very strongly. You know Yang's stupid 2020 or was it, it was 2020 campaign. Andrew Yang was, you know, it was der- derided as funny. He he didn't go anywhere with it because his you know UBI stuff, whatever. But you remember the, the excuse he gave for why this was necessary was we have to do this. There's a bunch of angry white people with AR-15s who are going to start shooting at us if, when we do the things we're going to do in the future. Remember? He straight up said that, like on the, like in the primary debate. He just said, that, hey, we need to buy these people off because otherwise they're going to start shooting us.
0: Yeah. That, I thought that was uh, really forward. And that like, this is, this is the thing. So first off, like you can just look at the trajectory of how things went down in South Africa. Uh, let's visit some quotes and I, 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 this is exactly right. This is exactly what you were saying. So here's a quote. I'm just, this is from, uh, this is a rapper name to stay on, uh, uh, the theme of the night. I'm just trying to make sure that my sons are stay wealthy. I'm out of shape, but I make sure that my guns healthy. Guns are the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. This is like this is this really bothered. Like there, you can you can have like the government can have everything. They can have the courts. They can have, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, SWAT teams and a zillion. Like it doesn't really matter what you have to another quote. God made man. Sam Colt made them equal. (laughs) It's not really about. Being—it's not really about shooting; it's about being shot. Do I want to go in that building? Do I want to bother this person? You, you know what I'm saying? This is a very egalitarian thing. And it's extremely egalitarian. When you if, have a lot of power, that's not a good idea. That's not a comforting idea.
2: Yes, and this very egalitarian, and that's the point. And it's funny that the ostensibly egalitarian people hate it because this always comes up whenever you talk about self-defense. It's a, well, why don't you just use your fists? Why don't you use your Krav God and beat up people? Or just be a big, strong man? You know, <laughs> which is stupid by itself, but it's like, you know, my mom's not a big, strong man. She's a she's a nice middle-aged lady. If somebody's trying to hurt her, she probably can't stop them. But uh, Smith & Weston can stop them. You know that make that makes a big difference, and and it, it's it's good for everybody except the people who want to prey on people weaker than them. That's the only person this doesn't work for. I've never, I, uh, I mean, I, I in my life, I've had a gun pointed at me a couple of times, and I'm not like a a, a crazy criminal or anything. It just happened, but I hey, just would. A,
0: just a rapist. <laughs> <I>
2: would, <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade. I, I wouldn't trade in uh, not having those experiences for being disarmed, because it, it's just. Anyway, you you get my point.
1: Yes. So, uh, if you look at... So- <laughs> not a rapist, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the denial came kind of late there, my friend.
0: <laughs> um, direct you to my attorney, Fredo. <laughs> so I'm. So I mean, well. You can, in South Africa, they had, they had like the neighborhood watch and then they made illegal to the neighborhood watch and then they got their guns and that's still a continuing story. So now they've, I think they've like, they've transferred their guns to like quote unquote private security. And this is allowed <laughs> to go on because the, once again, going back to the E grade equalizer thing, in fact, the people who would like to take away their guns. They also have found themselves in need of the same private security. Whoa, small Orthodox YouTuber named Mr. Patriarch made a video in South Africa. Mentioned you guys.
2: Oh, hell yeah. I want to check that out. Mr. Patriarch is an awesome name for a channel, by the way, (laughs) for an an Orthodox YouTuber.
0: That was my porn name in the seventies.
2: Uh, our final story about, about Connecticut. You want to take this one too, Freda?
1: Yeah, no problem. This just kind of uh, you know flies in the face of the constant you know uh, allegations that they're only trying to ban weapons of war, and that this is really all they want to ban. They're not coming for you know "quote unquote" honest gun owners. Connecticut. Uh, is att- as uh, the governor is attempting to redefine 22 caliber rifles as assault weapons. Uh, it's being referred to <laughs> in the media there as a loophole in the current law that you can get around the assault weapon definition by having a 22.
2: Yeah. It's part of it's part of his 73 page plan to ban open carry uh, anyone from buying more than one handgun per month. Both of those are bullshit. Restricting str- to restrict straw purchases, somebody might buy guns and sell them on the street. Well, then make them fucking make that a crime, which it already is. It's already a crime for you to buy to, to buy a gun and then give it to somebody who's not allowed to have guns. And so, horse shit. And restrict to eight, nobody under 21 can buy a gun. Uh, you know, I guess you can you can still ban open carry in theory, but the under 21 it, the if it's not unconstitutional now it's probably going to be soon right it hasn't the court struck uh looking at one of those laws right now or did did it already yeah
1: there's i think there's several of them uh in the court system right now by the way ironically you mentioned the open carry that's being debated in florida this session because it's illegal in florida going back to when going back to janet reno (sighs) era actually in the 80s uh and the current uh, permitless carry bill does not include open carry, and that's there was like a slow build of kind of uh, I guess you what would, you would say like activism, kind of making noise about the fact that that wasn't included in the bill. And it kind of reached a boil last week because Desantis publicly finally stated that like if they he thinks they should add open carry to the bill, and if they do, he'll support it. So it'll be interesting to see whether the legislature actually does that or not. Um, cause it is sort of weird enough. I, I mean, I don't think that I would open carry, but nonetheless, you know, obviously I don't think it should be illegal.
0: Yeah. Also they can, uh, make things bullshit for you. Open carry covers some weird cases of like actually taking your rifle out of the car into the gun range and stuff like that. Um, which is, shouldn't have to deal with that. But anyways, uh, janet reno i just want to say i welcome everybody should look up on youtube windigoon uh he's like one of the most popular youtubers in the in the world and and so this guy is you know he's normie friendly um go look up his video on on uh waco and what was that the branch davidians i feel like i knew a little bit but if i had if i had known all that stuff for like since it happened, I mean, you know, the way that basically evangelicals started treating the go hardcore evangelicals, started treating the government as like the great Satan, even way back. I didn't really understand it until and I, I'm not saying this is all parts of the government, especially the ATF. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that is, the, I mean, I can imagine just the, uh, uh, liberals just creaming themselves over just the ins i don't know the feeling you get is it's kind of like blackpilling in a bad way when you read about the details of the of the the waco raid it's like the wow this will never be my country uh and I, i'm not saying that is the way i mean this is just one fuck sorry one bad part of the government i don't think all the government is that is, is as bad as them but
2: I mean, you look at what happened to the Weavers and what happened to Waco. Yeah, I mean, it's just they, it, it, the, the 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 people we thought were that were crazy in the nineties and our two thousands. They were right, and we were wrong.
0: And there's like there's just no limit to it when you're reading this story. I mean, like it's just the people, every single person in the ATF in that story is just. It's like a, a they, were, you know, they
2: they celebrated over the charred bodies of a bunch of people, including children. They were they thought it was they thought it was awesome. Yeah, this is like this is kind of you know the we were talking earlier about the golden ages or whatever. The downside, this was their
0: heyday too, man. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, this was the in fact the good old days. I mean, the just unrepentant evil. They like you know they, they literally they called the guy that shot Randy Weaver to come shoot more people and wake up. Yeah, And, you know, they, you, you, they went to Waco because, uh, and you read, read the report that that got them in there. By the way, you know, they, I don't want to rehash it, but uh, uh, David Koresh, like, literally invited the, AT, like, the ATF to come there three weeks before. I, I don't know. Like, some, the biggest moron in the world just walked through there and said, I think he saw AR-15 receivers. And he was like, they must have automatic weapons. And I, I don't know. It's just the most yeah. insane. Like, I don't know. It's, it's. You oh, just realize that like this struggle is going to be. I don't you know, you want to talk about the
2: omnipotence of violence? You know, read about what happened in the early '90s, and you know what was the turning point of all this? It was what was in direct response to Waco, and that was the Oklahoma City bombing. It was one of the the. I mean, I guess it is the biggest act of domestic terrorism that has ever we've ever had in the United States. And it was yeah. si- simply well, I won't say one guy, because there's theories about that, but he said, this is why I did it. This is exactly why I did it. Because I'm at war with I'm at war with the federal government because of of what they did.
0: Yeah. You know, you know what else he did besides uh besides that because of uh because of Waco? No. He became a huge X Files fan. Is that a joke? No, it's not a joke. He was a massive X Files fan. Timothy McVeigh was a massive X Files fan. Yeah,
2: I don't think it's gonna make it into the trailer for the next episode, but we'll have to just keep. Uh, there will be some that we'll talk about in the X Files where some, that stuff's gonna come up, and you know, I won't go. It's we're, we're running late, so I won't go into. it, But there are episodes of the X Files where it's like, and there was a lot of stuff in media at that time that you know, basically we got it, we got to, we got to kill all these people. They're crazy. They're they're insane. Conspiracists who wanted to overthrow the U.S. government—we got to—we got to just get rid of all of them. The 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 there was a fever pitch in the '90s that a, uh, approached like Trump Live levels of of vitriol, and people just kind of forgotten about it because you know things were so things were economically good. People had other concerns, but it was it was there. That undercurrent was was there even back then. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We had, a, we had an excellent night.
1: Have a good night, everybody. Drive
0: home. Making their way, the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than
1: the humble the life.